0: Well, hello, hello,
2: hello. We are back for another episode of Joe Black Meets. And this week I am joined by the spectacularly talented and wonderful and ever so charming. It is Bill Crisaffi. Uh Bill Crassafi, illustrator, artist, all round good egg. Um, it was a joy to chat to Bill. We'd spoken online within the DMs. Um, and this was the first time I've ever actually spoken to Bill using uh, our voices, our collective voices, to make this hour or so of lovely conversation. I think this is a very funny episode, a very insightful episode, and Bill is a joy. Um, what do I need to tell you? Oh, yes, if you would like this ad free and early uh, you can join me on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash Mister Joe Black. But it's not all about the podcast. It's just while the podcast is happening, it happens. But it's um, normally, you know, music and videos and, and things like that. So if you do fancy joining me, uh, please do. Um, I have my quarterly show at Comedia in Brighton, Klein's Cabaret. The next show is July 6th. Uh, if you are listening in the present day, but maybe you're listening in the future, go look at the Comedia website. Look at my social media. Follow me on social media. Follow Bill on social media. Fuck it. Follow everybody on social media. I think, I don't think, oh, the cat's just come in. Hello, Egon. Uh, I don't think there's anything else I need to tell you other than just sit back and enjoy this lovely chat with me and Bill Crosafi. All right, goodbye. <laughs> Bill Crisafie
1: <laughs> Hello Joe Black
2: hello hello how are you doing are you all right are you well
1: um i am yeah it's just a very busy time of year which is funny because usually that's just october so um, i was
2: going to say yeah normally mine's like autumn
1: yeah mhm
2: but is it busy because it's preparation for the autumn i wish
1: um at hogan and i my partner hogan you know as you know um are we're moving but we also have like a big project with a museum that we did one show in october with them and we're invited back to do another one for pride and so that's happening in june and we're moving in june now too so oh good (laughs) yeah more
2: stressful than doing a museum exhibit (laughs) is moving house exactly you're gonna do some taxes around the same time just to Uh really really fuck yourself up
1: yep exactly so i
2: appreciate you taking the time this busy time uh as i mentioned to you mark Ryden never replied to me so uh next best thing no
1: (laughs) next (laughs) worst thing actually it's the same thing it's fine (laughs) no i've been
2: been a fan of you for, for a little while and uh upon trying to uh convince you to do this i said something along the lines of oh don't worry it's not like oh were you bullied as a child and then you told me you were bullied as a child so um i was just to, just to kick <laughs> things off to set the right tone what was it something about fucking a doll
1: yeah well i mean i was bullied a bunch i mean like not a bunch i wasn't like there were there were moments of being bullied but my favorite now like looking oh, back basically. was i remember <laughs> my favorite thing was looking back um on i think i was in third grade and i learned on a The playground that this girl Casey spread a rumor that I was having sex with a my size Barbie doll so I don't know if it's really bullying or just kink (laughs) shaming but I was very upset and then my mom yelled at her in front of like every other student um in the lobby of our school it was really funny
2: but did your mom explain the situation as she was doing it Um, my bill is not fucking a doll
1: (laughs) if my son was fucking a doll I think
2: I would know about it
1: No, that's what she sounds like.
2: (laughs) I wish. Well, you know, my mum used to, uh, any of the kids that are going on bullying, aren't we? So I grew up in a place called Portsmouth, which is, I'm aware there's a Portsmouth in New Hampshire as well, isn't there? There is, Um, it's
1: close to where I'm from.
2: uh, Very different kind of Portsmouth, this. So it's a a naval (laughs) naval town, uh, breeds a certain kind of uh, rough and ready individual, shall we say. Sure. And my mum... Uh, once came into the school when I said I was being bullied by someone and she picked up the kid by their clothes and put them against a wall. And I was like, if you lay another fucking finger on my son, I'll kill you and your mother.
1: Oh, our moms would get along. <laughs> I love that. Amazing.
2: I mean, she, she's chilled out a little bit now, but she gets a bit, she got mm. a bit weird after Drag Race when people would like, recognize me in the street more because she thought people were staring at me because they were being rude so she'd just try and start fights with people
1: i love it oh my god
2: and once, <laughs> when i was a teenager we were out and about once and she said something like um are you gonna buy a ticket because this ain't the fucking freak show <laughs> uh that, that's what i love her i like, want to meet her <laughs> yeah she looks like john lithgow
1: oh my god i'm obsessed
2: anyway right that's beside the point so that happened as a child and you grew up into a well balanced Mm -hmm. adult um how did how did the art happen what what was the, the the beginnings
1: um i don't know i mean i always was drawing as a kid um i didn't i feel like social media kind of made it so it became possible to be a career i like i remember in college kind of getting frustrated thinking that like nothing was really going to happen for me because or like I would have to become a not that this is any this is a bad thing I thought my only option was to really become like a tattoo artist or something because Mm -hmm. like at that point I was just like I don't know what you know where else this would go um and I think like as you know I got onto Instagram like as it was first starting and um luckily you know was able to share my work through there and start my shop and you know build it to how I have it right now. Which, it's really cool, but I didn't think it would happen.
2: Yeah, social media for all of its bad bits, uh, mm. there are many. I mean, I guess it was so used to it now, just existing and kind of taking it for granted that, yeah, we forget that kind of the, the sharing of information or work, uh, is to the amount it is is made possible by social media absolutely a question that i was going to ask later but as it's as it's up now i'll i'll you know i'll swing around on my notes towards the end was there a because you're you know you're popular on the uh the the internet um yeah but i like that (laughs) that sort of humble like face there um what was the moment that it kind of was there a moment where it kicked off it was a gradual thing was there a particular piece um
1: I think, I mean, it, I've had, like, a few hits that, I, I I don't know, like, things that really resonated with people. Um, I feel like it's few and far between a lot of the time. Um, I think that my, the drawing that I was kind of the most surprised about was my recent one of the frog, the Slut for October frog, with the witch hat bikini on. I drew that and I was sitting on it for a while and I was like I don't know I don't know if anyone's gonna really like this and then um it was pretty popular so that was crazy and then like I think knowing like seeing um certain celebrities share my work or something is is kind of or like even just comment or like a post is like really this person's seen this I don't know like so those kind of moments are a little um I don't know a little jaw dropping but then it's you know it's the internet so I don't know.
2: Well, I mean, it, it, I guess there's that thing, isn't it, that you 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 will always look at your work uh, differently to how other people see it, and something that you think is maybe flippant or not as impactful is what Absolutely. everyone's gonna. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh.
1: Yeah, it's obviously. always that. Yeah, but well, I'm thankful for it.
2: What was the weirdest kind of not necessarily interaction, but you were saying about people sharing your work. Was there, like, a, a surreal one that you were like, what the fuck is going on?
1: Um, let me think. Well, I think when I when Ariana Grande followed me, I was like, that's <laughs> fucking crazy. Um, But I, like, I, I mean, I don't, I can't really think of, like, certain moments where if I've seen someone share in their stories or something. It's always just, I mean, I'm always just so, like, grateful for it, but, um, not that not that it's like happening constantly, but I just thought, you know. Or like when I did my Jennifer Coolidge drawing, the White Lotus, uh, like Page put it in their story, which was cute. So I don't know. Things like art, that just make me art smile. Brings
2: <laughs> people together. That's right. Cause you do your your artwork, it's kind of there's very two very different worlds uh, yeah. in it. Cause you've got the kind of irreverent. Um I think that would be the correct word, wouldn't it? irreverent yeah. kind of piss takey you know the slut mm-hmm. for October you know you're deaf you're black Philip um and then you have like the really kind of is it the star called sort of new Englandy yeah action? I
1: mean a little bit new Englandy I feel like like I feel like to me anyway it's like queer um but like dark a little darker um more whimsical and I, I don't ever want to call it serious because I don't find it to be serious but i find it to be like more um i don't know i guess i need to figure out a word for it but more more serious uh, is well, what it, i'll say for right it, now
2: i guess maybe it has an element of the absurd um, Ab- yeah
1: yeah surrealist also, absurd yeah
2: yeah but also there is there is a certain, there is a real darkness to it like if, what people can't see right now is that <clears> in <throat> honor of uh, lovely guests today uh my background is the black philip is it black philip rides again is that what it's called
1: it's called philip's ride i drew it like right when the movie came out um but yeah
2: philip rides <laughs> philip rides and he's behind me and it's it's a goat riding a broomstick backwards um you know well those... did you know that
1: that's the original way brooms were ridden because they were supposed to resent like um represent a horse so like the horse's head was the were the bristles
2: okay mm-hmm. right i'm i'm i'm, I'm a question in you here because obviously i've noticed this in your artwork whenever mm-hmm. you use brooms is that it's that way around
1: mm-hmm. i just like uh, i think there are some goya pieces that have that and i i looked it up a long time ago and i just like you know i like referencing things so. i'm a big
2: old goth and i'd never <laughs> i never knew that fact mm-hmm. so
1: i could be wrong so if Someone, If someone has something else they want to add to that, that is correct. Fuck them. Let this me know. Is the, I know. <laughs>
2: this, is, this is a discussion between me and you. That's they can right. Put whatever they want on Twitter, they can call you a liar, a <laughs> cheat, a slapper. They can call you all and that. And you know what? I am. Nothing. Yes, you are. <laughs> but mm-hmm. that's why it works. Um, Love it. Where, do where, where, you know, in your research, did you find when it switched?
1: I have no idea. Um No. <laughs> I never look I never went like looked into that to be honest. I wonder if it had something to do um well, I don't know cuz maybe it was just interchangeable or something. I've seen cuz I've seen it both ways, but maybe it was um I mean the furthest back thing I can think of would be like the wicked witch of the west flying her broom, right? Yeah. But even sometimes didn't she have it bristle up when she would disappear? I I mean she's I don't know.
2: With the smoke thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm pretty sure she
2: did. I, ha- I, ha- you know, I haven't seen *Wizard of Oz* for a very long time. You know, uh-huh. uh, I saw it in the cinema when it first came out. Uh, <laughs> <and> <laughs> I was gonna wow. get a date there. No, yeah, I mean, I Botox is working so well on me. Love I'm actually it. 102. I took my kids. I- I was gonna ask. <laughs> <laughs> no, I took my kids to see it. You know, I've I've lived a very strange <laughs> life, Bill. very very strange. Li- also, I, I I don't think I've ever spoke to many Americans called Bill because that feels like such a British name.
1: Really? I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I just think of Oliver. Bill.
2: Um. Bill. <laughs> Bill. Nancy. <laughs> Um, i love it which is it, i have to avoid listening to the soundtrack because there's one i mean there's lots of oliver soundtracks not that i'm listening to the oliver soundtrack very often but there's a bit when she's pleading for bill to stop and it always makes me like oh <laughs> and now i should think of you if that ever comes on to just yes bill please stop, please stop. <laughs>
1: just fucking stop bill
2: <laughs> right so back to the we were saying about the two different worlds of your art mm-hmm. uh was that uh yes. How conscious was that? Because obviously, one of them, like you are saying, is, is sort of dark and um, or, yeah, irreverent-ish, absurd, and then the other mm-hmm. one is so, it's sort of still dark, but mm-hmm. in a much more nudge, nudge, wink, wink way. Like the Grim Reaper wearing stripper shoes.
1: Yes, <laughs> I don't know. So um I think it was like around the pandemic. Um, well. I've always kind of flip flopped. I think like early, early, early work um, when I started the jewelry company with my friend Jamie Moore's burial ground, um, we actually first started with sticker packs that I illustrated of like um, skeletons flashing and like, um, I don't know, just like really like a witch flipping off, flipping you off, just like kind of early (laughs) versions of what I am doing now um but I over around the pandemic I was like kind of getting bored of um drawing with pen and ink and it was I I was kind of like just in a in a rut and running out of ideas and I had um a studio in our house at that point and I was one day like back in back there and I started like using watercolors and trying to add color into whatever I was doing and just doodling really and then um I started like just wanting to take things less seriously Um, around the pandemic, like around the lockdown and everything. My mom got really sick Um, and she's doing okay now, but she has like an aggressive form of lung cancer. And so like that coupled with like the kind of trauma of the pandemic and where the world was at, I just wanted to do something like more joyful and, um, and, put smiles on people's faces rather than like worry about process and like I was because I, I was very like um into how I was communicating different textures with one tool like just with one pen um uh-huh. and so I was like I'm over that I need to you know shift my focus and I've actually been doing a lot like all of my recent work is uh, done digitally which was something I stiff farmed for a really long time but I've been really enjoying it so um yeah and that's kind of where I'm at right now. At a little bit of a standstill since there's a lot going on, so I feel like I'm not really coming out with anything. But um yeah,
2: I was curious about the the, the digital thing because I had I think I put up a a picture that I had done on like a on Procreate, and you were like, mm-hmm. "Oh, you did this digitally." Oh, I you said, "Oh, I can't do anything digitally. It just I just just can't work it." Mm-hmm. And now it's it's mm-hmm. you know now you are.
1: Yeah, it's well, it's one of those things. Like I if, if I go into we have a, a standalone studio now and if i go in there i'm not like going in and sitting down to draw i just don't work like that i have to because if i go in there i'm doing like 500 other things or i'd rather be like making a sculpture or something like hands-on um and with drawing i come up with ideas while i'm just like sitting at home so to have just like you know procreate right there and without like having to go out and get you know watercolor and like pens and a bunch of paper because i always mess up it, it takes me like 20 times before i get like a face right and so i uh, always like turn over or something so this makes it so much easier and there are ways i mean I've, i learned that you can buy brushes for it too so like you can replicate different textures which is kind of fun so i've learned to work it a little bit i, I there's still so much i don't know about it but i should probably take a class
2: well as <laughs> wow, youtube things yeah Yeah, true you know the internet gives us it's because the Mm -hmm. i don't know it's because i i i sort of draw things just for my own pleasure or if i need to do something for a poster um procreate procreate for me it was i had i got procreate first and Uh i was having such fun with it that i've started buying like actual paint and paper
1: oh nice are you doing more of that now
2: yeah a little bit and it's just kind of i never share never share them it's just i just sit there and go i'm going to do a horrible old man all of all of, all of my all of my pictures. and then you draw me <laughs> well is the and here we go um <laughs> giant canvas mm. um no yeah so I'll, I'll just sort of do it from but yeah i went the other way where the digital thing kind of made it easy for me to like continue fucking up and working yeah. out what it was i wanted to do but is, for sure is there because you, you're a you know, you're a, a working, serious artist type, despite uh-huh. drawing frogs with witches' hats on their tips. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, uh, that is that is serious art. It is a job. It it's is. an
2: occupation. Um, the digital thing in the, I mean, I don't, I don't know how involved in the art world you are. Whether you are a lone wolf, that you know you work on your own terms, and someone says, "Come to us," and you go, "No, no, I must be alone." <laughs> I don't uh-huh. know if it's that sort of thing. What is the kind of? How does digital art sit? In with a fine art world, because you are you know, I, be considered a fine artist, wouldn't you?
1: I, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't think I'm a fine artist. I think I'm like uh, a me- mediocre. I'm a mid artist. <laughs> no, because um, I thought
2: fine art. I, I mean, I don't really know the definite. Aaron's the one who went.
1: To no, I mean, sports. I get. I like. I guess. I. I don't know. Um, I don't, I, and I can't really answer that question because I've never shown the digital work anywhere. I guess. Um, A friend actually was having this discussion with me because I'm sort of slowly working on a tarot deck and um, gave me the idea to, like, print, make one-off prints and then um, use, like, gold leaf or, like, hand color them or something. Mm -hmm. So it's, like, that makes it, you know, an exclusive, like, singular piece, which Mm -hmm. is a cool idea. Um, I've had, like, I talked with... um, some people about nfts but i don't i still have no idea what it means really to be honest i don't know what it means either yeah my
2: management was like you should do some nfts and i was like i don't i don't really know what they are and then shortly after they became quite controversial um right right so i'm glad i didn't i still don't understand so i'm so same yeah, it's yeah, exactly. It's just, just, exactly. It's just off, like to I'm too me. old to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Well, Anthony Hopkins has started um, doing them, and if if you're too old, I, you know I mean.
1: Oh. I'm older than him, though.
2: And then Anthony Hopkins.
1: So. <laughs> yes.
2: You are looking well.
1: <laughs> Thank you. It's again the Botox.
2: <laughs> Where um, I said the the fine artist thing, but in terms of genre, what do mm-hmm. you what would you consider yourself?
1: I don't even know anymore. I mean, I like. I guess it's like playful genre. I don't know what my genre would be. I mean, everything goes back, even if it gets like weird and more. Like I, I call some of my toads like drag toads or drag frogs because they're like they're clearly wearing you know wigs and and like Gucci caftans. But um, um, but it all goes back to like the idea of the witch and like having familiars or or shape shifting herself into this into this like showy frog or something so I always have that in the back of my mind even if I'm veering off into this like other realm that doesn't seem as um like gloomy you know which I think yeah. is fun It it's all I, con- interconnected in some way
2: I had never thought of it as it's that's it's the witches shapeshifted I just accepted that they were toads um, yeah well I mean that's drag- great
1: it's whatever you want them to be but um I I think that that like the idea would come from like the shape shifting for sure for me anyway personally
2: because I, li- I listened to another interview you did where you said that you drawn the same witch
1: oh yeah friends. i uh uh-huh. i have the same face i like um i went to school for fashion design and i ended up in like an illustration specialization program and from there i kind of created this like one character that i would that i still draw now um it's like a gap tooth kind of um gaunt face that is just like kind of my my touchstone i don't know and i don't i i can't remember i, I guess it's like my love for like tilda swinton or like <laughs> um you know people like that like that sort of like sharp those sharp features features that i don't have but that i'm you, obsessed with um, the, the
2: way the light is hitting your cheekbone here i think you're a liar Look at they're, that. well
1: they're a little they're fake so <laughs> they're
2: fake Why well, doesn't matter it's in fake. your face isn't it
1: you're true true I paid well, for them.
2: You are you are looking well for ninety.
1: Oh, thank you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, this so you you studied fashion and then went into the illustration. I find that mm-hmm. really strange. A lot of the time, when people study something, they end up doing something else. People not often do you find people that are doing well currently in what they're doing started off by doing that.
1: Sure. Yeah. I well, I was very discouraged. This is again pre Instagram era and so I had teachers that were like you're going to work for target you're going to like be designing clothes for like walmart you're not going to you know they were like um unless you have funding you're never going to have a brand and I was like okay I'm going to leave because you're like crushing and maybe that was like bad on my part being like you're kind of crushing my dreams but also like there's I was like there has to be other ways to like make what I want to make in a different way so I
2: See, I've never got this within an education system that they just mm-hmm. sort of go to people. Don't worry, you're probably going to fail.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think it's jaded. Like maybe some of the some of the professors were jaded or something because they were teaching and and it didn't work out for them. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know, but
2: because surely, surely you'd want to as an educator. I feel I don't know. Maybe I'm naive, but that an educator should be there to inspire. Right. There were
1: definitely teachers that were inspiring and like really um, kind of like helping everyone um, individually, like uh, nurture their specific style. And then there were some who were just like not doing that. So I guess it just depends. And (laughs) I don't know why the negativity sticks in your head. But like, because I definitely had teachers who were, you know, super positive about it. But maybe that's another reason to leave is like, well, they're, they see this in me. So like, maybe I can do it a different way. Well, that's you know. the
2: sort of human condition, isn't it? We we focus on the, the. It's like doing a show, and then like it, there could be I don't want to quote Lady Gaga accidentally. There could be a hundred people in the room, um, <laughs> no, but there could, sure. and then there's that one person looking at you like they hate you, and you'll just be like, oh my god, this is going terribly, and mm-hmm. the other people are like, I'm having the best time, yeah, and and you'll focus on the the one the one shitty one, mm-hmm. the. Uh, the, the the saying you're designed for, like, Walmart and things sounds like a threat.
1: It truly was. That that woman had it out for everyone in the class.
2: I'm imagining. <laughs> well, I, I'm going to tell me if I'm right. I'm going to paint a picture of her, not literally paint a picture, just like a mental mm-hmm. picture. Right. Can you remember what she looks like?
1: Uh, Vaguely. I can, yeah, I can okay. see her through, like, Vaseline over my eyes.
2: Okay. <laughs> so I'm imagining sort of. Slightly greasy but curly, kind of red hair, uh uh-huh. horn rim glasses, a cigarette and a glass of wine, caftan, really. You're giving like her way
1: too it. much credit. Damn. <laughs> I was just I imagining wish.
2: going, you're gonna make nothing of yourself, kid.
1: Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> yes. That, but not looking like that at all.
2: <laughs> oh, not Madame Medusa.
1: Exactly. She what was more she like, like? Um I mean now that you said red hair I can't remember if she had like kind of brownish red hair or just kind of mousy brown hair um and she had a russian accent which I I actually was kind of obsessed with her even though she was like really discouraging because she was always telling us she would always say in the real world you know like telling you like what was going to happen to you and in the real I world. yeah exactly in the real world this is what you know um and I would always <laughs> do it it was an illustrator class like uh like adobe illustrator and i would always do the projects um without following her instructions because i kind of taught myself how to do it and so she would always get like get mad at me but then be like oh that's like how did you do that um but she she kind of was pretty plain looking i just remember her wearing like a black turtleneck and always being negative
2: (laughs) i you know i had a russian piano teacher Yeah. And and I've said this a few times in interviews. I don't know if I've said it on this podcast, but uh, maybe you haven't heard the story. So I'll tell you. Fuck everyone. Yes, tell me. Uh, She, as I went to go in for a piano exam, she said, uh, Remember, if you fail, I go down with you.
1: Oh my God. (laughs) The pressure. I love (laughs)
2: that. I was like, I've had enough. And she she used to (laughs) sit there and then. She
1: like grabs you by the throat.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, in the lessons, and she would be like, you know, back home, if you get in the car and it's not actually a taxi, they'll take you away and kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Just, that she was reminds- really threatening. I-, I love her. She sounds like
1: um I had, I was in gymnastics when I was younger, and I the guy who owned the gymnastics school was named George, and he was a big Greek guy super hairy really deep voice and he wore like a hundred gold chains and he would walk over your feet if you weren't pointing your feet on the floor uh (laughs) (laughs) he was crazy and i loved it but he would always say your last name means gold i don't know if that's a greek accent but no that's more russian (laughs) but you know what i mean
2: Um, your last name means gold
1: yeah which i don't i don't really know if it i don't think it does but he would tell me that um and then he would walk on our feet
2: chris chris is your is your actual name
1: is my last name,
2: yeah. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's not a, a stage name, an art name.
1: Imagine, I just made it up.
2: Well, do you know, <laughs> it's all kind of, of my crazy. my friends have like stupid fucking names, so it's like I, I don't <laughs> always like to assume. Do you know? Do you think I my friend it. Alex is actually called Lydia Lascabes You know what I mean? Like,
1: <laughs> I mean, you never know.
2: You know, the deed polls exist for a reason. Um, <laughs> you know, so someone could have a fruity name and a fruity stage name. True. True. I love the term fruity. So this man mm. would walk on your feet. Um, uh-huh. Sometimes, ever saying these things out loud, you think, "How are these people not in prison?" True.
1: I mean, he he was also really charming. He used to be a dancer and was he was always really nice. But then just like would have these psychotic moments. But he sh- maybe, I mean, who knows where his he is now? I don't know if he's still alive. He probably, I mean, probably maybe I don't know.
2: When you said psychotic moments, I was imagining Miss Trunchbull picking up the yes, the girl by the pigtails.
1: Oh, I can't stop quoting um, Bailey J Mills. The video she did of um, no, Miss Trunchbull. Did you see that?
2: I I see so much Bailey J Mills.
1: I'm, oh my god, I'm obsessed. This so is funny. you know
2: it's we you know I live in the United Kingdom and I've crossed paths with Bailey J Mills before, and mm-hmm. yes, they are indeed as chaotic in person yes
1: i'm sure <laughs> very, my very dream nice. is to be in one of their videos
2: in one of their videos yes i'm just dying to be a background dancer one.
1: i don't i i don't even care i'll hold the camera i'll do anything
2: <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if they're going to the states anytime any time soon but uh mm-hmm. i'm sure if you drop them a little message
1: well maybe i'll be in the uk because a friend of ours just moved there so
2: well you must come have to say come. hello why are we doing mm-hmm. this chat now? We should wait. In... Right, fuck it. I'm ending the Zoom. True. Uh, <laughs> right, let's go back to, let's go back to you. You, you know, I've just, this this note sounds quite, uh, not offensive, but it um, looks a bit odd out of context. I just wrote unusual child with a question <laughs> mark. <laughs> um, sometimes I write these notes in, in sort of, really uh blunt ways just to make me laugh and occasionally it's nice uh-huh, to share i love them. it And <laughs> question mark so you had a, a greek Unusual man child. uh stood on your feet um, yes a russian woman basically said you're gonna amount to nothing and you should die mm-hmm. alone uh-huh. um yeah so were, were and you, like, and
1: a- i had sex with a uh, my size barbie you forgot that yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And, do you
2: know what it, it comes in threes doesn't it
1: yeah, it t- <laughs> just like death. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Again, well balanced adult. Um, were mm-hmm. you always sort of into? It sounds sort of like like I'm sort of playing it down. Witchy things uh, as a phrase I, just sort of doesn't give it the the power. I think a lot of it deserves because I think there's a lot more thought into your work than calling it witchy things.
1: Sure. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Um, I kind of blame. I, I would say my. I mean, my parents in the best way um would let me watch horror movies when i was a kid or um basically like i, I don't know was not a lot of restriction when it came to scary things or um, weird things and like living in clo- close proximity to salem was great my mom always worked um in kind of around that area and so um i always asked her to bring me to salem so i could go to all the shops um and my dad was always kind of like kooky. he would um scratch on my door at night and pretend to be it like the clown it and
2: <laughs> pennywise.
1: talk like him and say like i'm down here where we all throw yes pennywise sorry um <laughs> and so i i just picked that up he would he would like stand in, in the garage we have so we had like a little black backyard and our garage door is like really scary looking it almost looks like what I would assume a door to like a crematorium or something would look like. It just, it always has freaked me out. And he would, he would stand in the dark garage and growl if I was outside, (laughs) just like doing (laughs) crazy shit constantly. So I blame them um, for allowing me to watch what I watched and, um, and I love it. I'm happy about it because I feel like being exposed to that stuff, even if I did have nightmares or something, um, I wouldn't have it any other way.
2: Well, I, I find that a lot of people that are like super into horror um, mm-hmm. and sort of dark shit uh, tend to be the most pleasant people, sort of passionate people for what they do, yeah. for, for communities and art and just making good shit happen. And I don't know, there, there must be, someone must have written a paper about this at some point. I'm there sure. must be some kind of big theory. Is there a film that, on hindsight, as an adult looking back, that you think, "Why the fuck did they let me watch that?" Let me think. Because I've um, I've got one, and every time I tell people, they're like, "What?" But I'll let you I'll let you answer just in case. Me first. One.
1: Um, what? I'm okay. I'm only gonna say this because I got in trouble for it. Um, mm-hmm. I wa I think I was in second grade when the first Scream movie came out, and after I did a spelling test you could draw you, while you waited for your everyone else to finish you could draw on oh. the back of the spelling test and i drew rose mcgowan's death in the um in <laughs> in the garage door and my teacher called me up at the end of class and was like what is this and i was like it's from a movie it's it's this character that i like and she and it was a whole thing and my mom got called and stuff and they i mean they took it lightly but they were just like don't do that at school but what I mean, I, I'm sure another one will come to mind. But what was yours?
2: So I'm just I'm imagining that conversation. What's your mom's name? Pamela. Pamela. So uh, uh Pamela, I'm sorry to say that Bill has been drawing some gruesome deaths. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. And so sort of basically going like, is, is he OK? Yeah. Yep.
1: Was, that, was, that, was that
2: what happened?
1: It seemed like that. I, I was so shocked. I'm like, you're calling like what happened? Why are you calling me up? Like, do you like what I drew? <laughs>
2: <laughs> do you like the art? I was, do you like the pain in Rose yeah. McGowan's eyes?
1: Uh huh. I was so confused. Um, but um, also gay. One. I feel like that character was such a gay icon too. I lo- like. I don't know. I She's think Rose so McGowan's weird. pretty. Uh, yes.
2: Pretty camp.
1: Totally. Yes.
2: Uh, my my one was Bram Stoker's Dracula. Amazing. <laughs> so as a, I mean, I can't remember what year that came out. But I very much as a child we had the video mm-hmm. as well. Like it wasn't that my mum let me watch it on TV. Mm-hmm. It was because I o I owned a copy of it. Oh yeah. um, and of course I don't know when the last time you saw it was, but or oh, how much you remember it. But there is a big blue werewolf fucking somebody in a garden.
1: Oh, I remember that. Iconic.
2: Yeah. A uh-huh. lot of you know, there's some there's titties, there's werewolves fucking people. Uh, There's Tom Waits eating bugs. uh, (laughs) Keanu Reeves with a dreadful English accent. Love Um, it. And I found, you know, I found out recently that when they filmed that, Gary Oldman was uh, not only being a method actor, but was also going through a divorce and was an alcoholic. So was not only full-time being Dracula, but was also drunk and going through a divorce.
1: Which I feel like is kind of conducive to the character. (laughs)
2: Could In you, a way, could you like, imagine dealing no. with a man that's not only off his tits, but also mm-hmm. thinks that he's Count Dracula? Horrible. <laughs> Winona Ryder hated him. Apparently.
1: Oh really? I apparently, they, they
2: they get on now. So yeah. says it was one of those things. Like I, I get really addicted to it. I don't, you know. I'm sure it's everyone's secret. Uh, thrill is those like ten things you didn't know about the making of Bram Stoker's Dracula.
1: <sighs> they hook you, yeah.
2: And I get in it and it's always like the wildest thing in the,
1: the situation. The werewolf was real.
2: <laughs> yeah. That poor woman. That poor uh-huh. woman. Um But yeah, so we turned out as well, you know, well-reasoned adults. Uh, mm. I yes. do like, I keep thinking about, because we live in a, where we live is a basement and we've got a, sort of Pennywise looking great from the room up into the street. So whenever friends come round you... somewhere, I'll open the thing and go, um, like, Hey, you know, whatever their name mm-hmm. is, like, hey, uh-huh. elf, like, <laughs> float, we all float down here, you'll just see me. Uh-huh, the eyes. <laughs> I is love it. It's actually quite horrifying. Sometimes the cats sit and look up there, and if children walk past and they notice something, well, I've had children look down into the into the flat, and just the two naked cats staring back <laughs> at them. The, the children go, like, <laughs> and run away. I love it. Aww, they're being, little plucked chickens. Absol- well, they are being nuisances at the moment, so I can see Aaron with like a a toy, um, trying mm-hmm. to make sure they don't come in because otherwise it'll be
1: yeah. Bonnie your was cat- just over here. He left though.
2: You have lots of lovely things in your house, and I don't know oh, how. Thank it, you. It's how is that with the cat?
1: Um, kind of. Well, the couch has taken a beating, and it's kind of new, so that sucks. But um, everything else, they're pretty good, actually. Banu, like he's he's so big that he can't really get any places. He's the he used to be the nuisance when he was a little, when he was a kid, and he would like I had to lock him out of my room because there was like I had a bat, like a little freeze-dried bat or something, under a cloche, and he would like he like lifted the cloche up and threw it on the floor um and <laughs> smashed it to get to the bat. But um, they're pretty good now. there's actually, since we're moving, we have um we have a lot of stuff like kind of off kilter there's a peacock on this table (laughs) but they they leave it alone which is nice
2: i wouldn't say um, we've got lots of of very breakable stuff and we're running out of high shelf space
1: yeah well your cats uh aren't sphinx they're sphinxes right yeah aren't they like they're known to like high places and getting kind of getting into trouble right
2: yeah they're they're known for being (laughs) nuisances in fact one is just always going away now egon do you not want to say hello to bill no, he's got no interest. He just Big As he walked away, he just went... <laughs> oh, here we go. Is Egon? He
1: Hello, Egon. Hello to Bill. Should I talk to him in my cat voice? Go
2: on. Go on.
1: Hello, Egon. <laughs> Sounds like a golem or something. Oh. Oh, he's so cute. I like his hands. Yeah, he's
2: the bastard one, though. Yeah. He's the... Ba- oh. the, the you know, the, the... Little ginger and white one's the bastard, and the fat grey one is occasionally a bastard
1: yeah do they climb the blanket
2: well no this is not normally where the blanket lives oh, okay okay it's normally on the bed but it's so for dear listener um <laughs> I, I i bought myself some bill krasafi uh, merchandise and then i let bill know and i said uh, which on hindsight maybe was quite rude i said i wanted a blanket but i didn't get one because the cats would just ruin it anyway and uh, <laughs> so you you just sent me one, which is really lovely. So what my advice to all of you is, if you don't actually want to support the arts, you can just say that your cats will ruin it. And Bill, soft touch, um, would just, you know, give you everything. For <laughs> I you. will.
1: Yes, I will send you one. <laughs> <laughs> um, exactly. No. I will. Just knowing you have a cat, you know.
2: Exactly. If you let Bill know that your cats are nuisances, then blankets galore <laughs> honestly the man's actually going to go bankrupt he's sending out so many blankets that's true uh, right we've been waffling on and i want to get back to the the serious topic of art with your two yeah. different styles no. and i hope you don't find this uh, a a probing question uh, in another oh, interview man. you were suggesting that one is more lucrative financially.
1: Oh, was I? Oh, um, maybe I was. Did I say that? Did I say that? No, I'm just kidding. Think, uh, um,
2: a lot along the lines. I guess what I'm trying to get at is that, as as a kind of artist that is making a living from it, sure. is there things you find you do that? uh and maybe you're like okay this is definitely a business decision doesn't mean you don't like yeah it.
1: no totally um no I guess appealing to the masses maybe I was talking about that because like the the art that is like kind of has like a um like a, a joke underneath or something like anything that has like a little sassy one-liner that I feel like those are shared more um on the internet and um I, I think that those do a lot of the time sell more because it's more relatable than some of my like more like whimsical kind of like um, de- more detail, or I don't know what how to co- what to call it. My se- more serious things, you know. Sometimes I think the more relatable kind of like bitchy um, drawings are more like well received in that way. I sometimes though like don't know what to put them on as a product. I'm like, does someone want a T-shirt of this or I-? Like I don't I I don't even know if that's like exciting to people. But yes, um, I would say that that's more lucrative. And sometimes, yes, I think that you that's the hard thing about be like trying to operate a business for me anyway it probably isn't for a lot of other people but to make sure that you have a balance of like doing things that you really love and then also making things that like okay um I know people liked this maybe I should do this to see how that goes too because this was Mm -hmm. popular you know I think which I don't know if that's Sometimes it's good and sometimes it's bad, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But
2: I mean that's the nature of art, isn't it? Yeah. Uh
1: huh. <laughs> you know, <I'm>... For sure. <laughs>
2: a big big grands. That's the nature of art. Mm. But also goes to show that fucking woman who said you'd be designed for Walmart. You know, these years later you are drawing toads with witches' hats on their tits.
1: Now available at Walmart. So
2: now available you're not, <laughs> are you? No.
1: <laughs> no, no way. <laughs> hot,
2: hot topic at least. No.
1: Uh, oh, I don't think so. <laughs> I,
2: that's that's like I'll my get in trouble reference
1: with them. there. Oh, for sure.
2: You'll get in trouble with them.
1: Oh no! I we had a we had a little thing a while ago. There was just a shirt being sold that was that took I don't know. My it was um like looked like my art.
2: <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, I think this. This happens, yeah. doesn't mm-hmm. it? You know. Sure does. Fucking... So, babe, what we're saying is, uh, you know fuck them uh that's what i'm saying you're saying nothing
1: uh-huh.
2: i had no issues I, i'm just it's just a statement i'm making i love it uh, but talking of uh, of goths salem uh where you are near from every single person i know from salem or lives in salem is uh, a goth is, there, is, sure, yeah. just, it, a is it just what everyone's like there no,
1: it's, it's a good mix. There's, like, some really colorful counties that I love. Um, I mean, and then you have, I feel like now, because it's a it's close enough to Boston where it's getting, like, actually really expensive because it's a beautiful city to live in. It's right on the water. Um, oh, no. Can you still hear me? I just want to make I sure hear it's you. that my yes. internet connection's unstable. Like me. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> um, so... I think that, like, this is, I was just talking to someone else about this the other day. I'm worried that it's going to make it an artist to live there, because I feel like a lot of the goths that are there are also involved in art, or, you know, kind of a lot of new businesses popping up that um, are more, you know, like, darker, uh, like, themed stores that mm-hmm. younger people who probably, I mean, may or may not identify as goths are opening, which is great, but then the rent is getting so insane that I'm just hoping that there's like some balance that's going to happen where it still stays affordable for artists to be there. Um, but there's a good mix of goths. And then, um, again, townies, and then there's a actually a pretty big college in Salem. So you get people calling you faggot while you're walking down the street <laughs> sometimes. Oh, good. So it's like, I don't know. It's my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I it's have a lot of that. To, but, I, um... I have been to Salem, only very briefly.
1: Oh, really? When did you go? Uh,
2: I was doing a tour. It was 2009, 10, maybe nine. Oh, okay. Um, and we nice. were on our way to Boston, I think. Uh, uh-huh. And we, you know, just the sort Popped of band in. I was touring with, we were like, let's go to Salem. And then I said, "This looks like hocus pocus," and mm-hmm. uh, of course, that's set there, isn't it? So um, it was. Mm-hmm. I just it was very pretty. We went to some sort of witch shop um, in a in a mall. Yeah. Um, had some lunch and then we left. <gasps>
1: mm-hmm. Did you like it? It?
2: it? Yeah, it was very. pretty. Do you remember what
1: you ate for lunch?
2: No, this. I mean, we're talking at least thirteen years ago what were I you doing 13 know? years ago were you there
1: 13 years ago i was eating lunch in the mall in salem and i went to a witch shop and i remember really? what and i they- ate No.
2: <laughs> well you know maybe we passed each other i maybe, know just you know what could have? i been? wish that would have been awesome <laughs> not a clue who each other were just like uh-huh uh, Mm -hmm.
1: I was saying that actually Hogan and I lived in New York at the same time and I would walk to I I didn't know him then but I would um I would always walk to the West Village and that's where he lived and so I was like we must have passed each other like a hundred times because I was there every single day just like during my lunch break I'd take a walk and then walk back to school so
2: nice could happen well actually on on the subject of Hogan Um, you you two. Well, for those for those of you who are unfamiliar, get yourself familiar. Hogan McLaughlin, (laughs) McLaughlin. That's correct, isn't it?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I say McLaughlin, but people say McLaughlin. Yeah, I think both are right. I don't think he
2: cares. Uh, Fashion designer, uh, for Daphne Guinness, Lady Gaga, various celebrities, Mm -hmm. gorgeous art, lovely things, all of that, and you work together.
1: (laughs) Yes. Um we have collaborated on a couple of his collections I was mostly just doing illustrations for his clothing um before the pandemic and then um, we were approached by a museum in Salem the PBd Ethics Museum to do an exhibition where he makes the garments and I create masks um, on a theme and we display mannequins with kind of in their like in environments. So Mm -hmm. we did that in October um, and then we're doing another one in June, which the one in October was like an alchemical theme. So I pulled a lot of inspiration from medieval alchemical paintings and illustrations. And um, this next one will be like a midsummer theme. So a little bit wicker man, a little bit Mm -hmm. of midsummer, the movie and some, I was reading some Slavic folklore or like, traditions um and then i'm kind of pulling in some midsummer night's dream because i love the idea of um some fairies and things like that so we'll see
2: all very, all very magical All very. Yeah, ma- i mean i saw the, the pictures from the um the exhibition they were absolutely stunning that must be. oh been thank you a ton of fucking work oh uh, yeah
1: and i really i'm <laughs> i'm like nowhere near completion at all and it's the t- time is ticking <laughs> but it's okay
2: but it always comes together doesn't it
1: it always comes together and i always procrastinate so
2: so uh, just on on the subject of magic is magic important to you
1: yeah it is and i think that like sometimes i i forget that um it is cuz i find it to be more of like a um a way to have a healthier mind <laughs> you know <laughs> like sometimes it just put you it's almost like meditation or like putting you into that right headspace and feel like i can uh, get caught up in whatever like mm. negativity or something and i feel like it it always brings you down which um i probably need to be focusing more on that but but
2: well, just to elaborate on that so what <clears throat> when i say magic what what is it that, that that it means to you how what is your interpretation of
1: i would say magic? like i think it's just like intention setting intention and mm. kind of like um transforming re- i always i guess like What I always say about my art or myself is like, how can I transform reality in a way? Um, Whether it be like within my kind of art world or whether it be like in my day to day, like life. Mm. Um, So I think it's like the art, like kind of transformation, if that makes sense.
2: And and inspiration. Yeah. As well. Mm. I get, yeah. Distorting or adding elements of the fantastical to a day to day live exactly That's Mm -hmm. i because i've got i mean i collect lots of art books because apparently i have uh unlimited space i don't (laughs) they're just (laughs) piling up and i've got one of magic realism and it's uh, a lot of kind of weimar stuff um but it's it's the the, i never thought in the terms of the the magic element of it it kind of the realism because everything looks very real but there's Uh just thing there's things are about the pictures that make them uh not necessarily supernatural but uh unusual in yeah a way. sure um or i'm just trying to think i think i i guess michael Hussar a little mm-hmm. bit just sure, you yeah, know yeah. that kind of where it, it is painted to look real but there's kind of the elements of the grotesque or magic about it but most sort of grotesque with him I guess I don't really know the point I'm getting at but just how the magic no, is is isn't it's not all you know abracadabra is a right. broom, is a wand just right. yeah again elements of the, the kind of fantastical or, or, or to make the realism not real while also giving the illusion that it's something that really reflects life uh, Otto Dix I guess is a great um example of that um, for the Weimar stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm just, I'm ranting. Who are the, who are the, I mentioned Otis, <laughs> one of my personal favourites. Who were the ones that, uh, the artists that mean a lot to you or inspired? Oh, you? Oh,
1: oh wow. Well, I mean, I think it's obvious that like Edward Gorey or um, early Tim Burton work I was obsessed with as a kid. I remember um, Nightmare Before Christmas was one of my favourite movies and then Edward Scissorhands um, and a lot of, I mean, I guess a lot of films, like um, also like The Dark Crystal or The Labyrinth, I was obsessed with puppetry. And I would, you know, I, I guess it's not like, you know, a pe- like an artist who has like gallery shows or something, but like the artistry of puppets and things like that, I was so into and still am. Um, let me think of other, I don't know of other visual artists like off the top of my head, like Aubrey Beardsley, I love um uh, thinking of illustration. Um oh and like Cindy Sherman and um and what is it? Matthew Barney. I learned about Matthew Barney in college. Are you familiar?
2: And Bjolkes yes, yeah, yes yes
1: yes <laughs> um I just like the his I guess like I was learning about um prosthetic making and um my teacher was showing me all of his work and um i was able to like watch clips of some of his videos and it was just cool like that kind of um i like changing identity and stuff i really love
2: what that was so. interesting there is that you know said artists and obviously you mentioned visual um puppet making and stuff and it's one of mm-hmm. those things where i guess if you say art or fine art or an artist straight away a lot of people will just be like painting drawing right right you know everything you are consuming Mm -hmm. is there is an artist involved somehow oh absolutely as as far as the logo on that packet of sausage rolls in the fridge uh to that giant puppet in in you know dark crystal it's it, it all takes the skill of someone and the, the the idea of someone just i think you might enjoy this is years and years ago that i did a labyrinth themed ball amazing and the guests they had a guest speaker of uh, mr brian froud oh and um i didn't know what he looked like and uh, he came backstage, and I thought that he was a random pervert that had walked backstage. And there was loads of burlesque yes. performers and stuff, um, so lots of women getting changed. And I said to the, I was said to like the stage manager or the organizer. I was like, "What is that man doing back here? People are getting changed. Like, can someone ask him to leave?" And they were like, "That is that is Brian Fraud, the cr- creator of." I am obsessed
1: with that.
2: He was, he's a very, um, I big glasses. Mustache. Did he hear? Yeah.
1: Yeah. You
2: no, know, he didn't hear me asking him to uh. be removed. And then and Aaron were in, he lives near Exeter. And then we were mm-hmm. leaving. We had just done someone's birthday party in Exeter, performed at it. And as we were leaving, uh, and going into the train station, him and, um, Wendy Froud, uh, mm-hmm. was coming out of the gate as we went in and I didn't see them. And Aaron just stood there going, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and because they both look like they're off to a Renaissance fair.
1: Oh, amazing!
2: And and for people unfamiliar, uh, Brian Froud, uh, you know, so I guess creative direct like design of labyrinths and dark crystal. Did he create the stories?
1: I'm uh, not sure, but I know the visuals, right?
2: Yes. Or the, yeah, the, illustrator, the, the visionary. And then yeah, Wendy yeah. Froud is uh, responsible for Yoda
1: oh amazing
2: so it's it's quite the quite the uh fantasy combination power couple there. Right? right but i I just thought you'd enjoy that that i i had met the creator and then thought it was an old pervert that needs to be thrown out of the and, backstage
1: yeah tried to kick him out <laughs> amazing well
2: I, well I tried to get someone else to kick him out i didn't want that kind of responsibility <laughs> um on the, the the subject of the other artists you mentioned uh, mm-hmm. Tim Burton came up in another interview I listened to that you had done because I do my research. You mm-hmm. met him.
1: I did. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. Um. Ah, uh, he was in New York when I lived there, signing his his book that he came out with when they were doing like the I don't was it a retrospective of all like the big. massive yeah, and it gets like We've really dusty. It. Is it yeah? You do. Um. And so I was my friend and I were like. First in line to, to meet him, I I think I took the day off of school and then, um, I th- I think I got to the I think it was at the MoMA and I got there at like six a.m. and waited all day to see him and it, it got like really crazy but it was it was funny I like gave him a I I was like eighteen at the time I gave him a couple of drawings of mine and I was just like it was so quick and crazy but um it was cool I mean it was definitely a highlight of my um of my college years and still well, is i still have the book
2: was it like it was a brief interaction that wasn't very a...
1: brief yeah he was basically like okay next <laughs> but that's okay
2: <laughs> well he did he just sit there and smile with his big glasses on with his wiry mm-hmm. hair and someone else was like come on kids keep going keep moving uh-huh.
1: yeah I... and he i was like i i told him i think i was like i got here so early in the morning he's like oh my god i bet <laughs> or something he <laughs> said something weird and i was like Bitch,
2: no. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> just if he had just looked you dead in the eye and gone. I'm sure you did. Yeah,
1: exactly. Uh huh. Like <laughs> looked ever, me up and down.
2: We've seen him once <laughs> in person. Uh We went to go see music from the films of Tim Burton with Danny Elfman doing the all the orchestra stuff, okay. and uh we were just mm-hmm. sort of sat. You know, everyone was coming in, sat in the Royal Albert Hall, and I was like, because I, do, I mean, have you ever been to the UK? Uh yes. You, Twice. You, have you been to the royal albert hall
1: no. <laughs>
2: no big beautiful room very tall lots to look at very opulent mm-hmm. um, yeah. and i was just sort of looking around and then up in the box above where we were sat was just timber, and leaning on the side and looking over. Cute. I sort of gra- g- grabbed to grab Darren. And I was like, "Aaron, look up!" Look up! And then, as Aaron looked up, Helen the Bottom Carter came in with like blue eyeshadow up to her, like up here. Yes. Um, in a big ball gown, just sort of tottered in. Um, and then she sang Sally's song later, and she was terrible. Um, but it was Helen the Bottom Carter, so you just let her be Amazing. terrible. Amazing. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Right. I mean, it's a hard
2: song to sing, but it is Hannah Le Bonham Carter wearing about two tons of blue eyeshadow, going, I sense there's something in the wind.
1: (laughs) That's all I need. That's perfect.
2: It was beautiful because it was her. You're like, yeah. And then we saw Catherine (laughs) O'Hara do it. And again, couldn't really sing it live. But again, it's Catherine O'Hara and she looks so happy to be there.
1: Oh, amazing. She is like a gem of a human, I feel like. Right.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, just good good vibes. I mean, that film, you were saying it was Nightmare for Christmas is one of your favourites. Uh, mm-hmm. Same. <laughs> I think a certain kind yeah. of people, and, it's, and, I, and I've had this, I've said this again and again and again, is that everything kind of ends up linking back to other things that you enjoy. And I'm sure people who have listened to many interviews with me are sick of me saying this, but I'm saying it again just for the sake of it. Is, you know, it's clearly influenced by, you know, German expressionism, which mm-hmm. is something that inspires me. And, you know, the music... Wow was written when Danny Offman was listening to a lot of, you know, Bertolt Brecht and Kurt Weill. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Three Penny Opera. Again, something that's a big inspiration. And suddenly these things you enjoy as kids make more sense as an adult when you get into other stuff. You know, I wasn't watching the of Dr. Caligari as a child oh, but as an adult. Oh, an amazing... You it, but you don't necessarily look at those things and go, cool, they're related.
1: Right, right. Absolutely.
2: But when you know, when you then take that time to think about how everything's constructed and it's like, of course I like this, because I like this. Of course this right. means a lot to me because I enjoy this as a... I don't know, it's like an evolution or you discover the things that influence the things that you love.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: I mean, where do you most get inspiration from?
1: Um, I think recently I've been... I mean, at least I can talk to, like, my, my tarot project right now is I'm getting... I'm finding like more being okay with like being inspired by different films for some of like the, um for some of the imagery, which, or a lot of um medieval illustrations I've been looking at. So um I'll take characters and like riff on the way the character looks or like a, a wig I really love and just like redraw the wig a bunch of times on different people. So I think for that, I've just been, I've, I've been focusing on it in that way or like allowing myself to, because sometimes I feel weirdly like guilty, but then I'm like, I'll just, I, I like explaining my process anyway. Like why? What, what,
2: do, what do you mean guilty?
1: I don't know. Like it, cause I'm looking at this image and then I'm making it my own in a way, but, or like turning it into a frog and, and you know, like, um have you seen Satyricon with like the, um these insane All the women have like these insane wigs that are like really sculptural and kind of like cylindrical and they all have like um, brass, um, like almost like a basket weave of brass like medallions all, all over it with these, I don't even know what they're called, but they look like earrings that are attached to their hair, things like that. And so like, but I mean, I don't know. I like talking about it. I, I kind of like talking about like the inspiration or like the Wizard of Oz. Like my my fool card is based on me. When I was a kid, I used to walk around um, with a blanket tied around my waist and my mom's red heels, her ugly red heels. <laughs> and <laughs> so my fool card is like the fool already jumping off the, you know, how they're on like a, a ledge um, with the dog kind of trying to tell them not to jump. And um, my fool card is like, I already, I'm already fucking falling. <laughs> and so you just see my feet with the red shoes
2: but i think that's gorgeous is that you know saying that looking at other things and interpreting it that's i think that's the best way to do it because you're not you're not just drawing dorothy right drawing your your personal experience
1: exactly and that's kind of relation to that right and the whole deck is kind of like that sort of um is evolving in that way where it's like how it might kind of my journey in general so I
2: don't know. Oh, you Making artists! What are you like? If you had a right you know, there'll be some explanations that go with it. Mm, little, that's little great. When, you know, when they're all displayed, little bits of paper saying this was inspired by. Nope. Exactly. Right. <laughs> we are coming towards the end, and I like to ask the same two questions to absolutely oh everybody. Right? Do you? Do you, I like that? I wish people could see what you're doing. You're pulling a beautiful <laughs> face. Um cheap voice. Um (laughs) what is your favorite thing or your proudest work?
1: Oh my god. Um I
2: This always takes people by surprise and I don't know why. Yeah,
1: I don't know because it's that's really hard. I okay, or I'm going to say the um first project or this last project Hogan and I worked on um, Mm -hmm. the PBD Essex Museum alchemical exhibition because I um, when I make masks for my every the masks are my last like non-monetized art form that I have Mm -hmm. so like that's things that I like to do in my free time and it's really for me to dress up and be you know be that character Um, so to make hate masks in the amount of time that I did and have, uh, you know, friends um, offer their help um, and see everything come together with, you know, and people being truly joyful about like, I had a friend that was sitting there for hours um, taking the tracks off of wigs for me so I could use the tracks and like things like that. It's just like, that was so labor intensive for me and, um, and for them. And I, I, I'm most proud of like accomplishing it and having it look the way that I want it to look, wanted it to look for the most part. Sorry. That was a really long winded answer.
2: (laughs) No, it's, no, it's gorgeous. And also there that you got to share that making experience with friends and And with Hogan.
1: Yeah. And Mm -hmm. to have, um, specifically like Hogan's trust for, cause his work is so minimal and gorgeous and, um, to have him have him trust me to kind of um take make what i make which i think is a lot more maximalism or maximalist in a way like or just a little more kooky um to have his trust to like be able to do what i wanted to do and have it come together in the way that it did i'm just it was really a, a dream
2: come true but that's gorgeous
1: yeah thanks
2: Nah, See, I don't. Yeah, the question always throws people and they kind of go, oh, God. And then everyone always has a really lovely. Oh, answer. good. What is about, yours? Want... Oh, God. Um... <laughs> oh, I'm having the same reaction.
1: Yeah, see? Um... Tables a turn bitch.
2: I don't. My proudest. There was my club cataclysm tour i just did that was one of the shows that i was very like okay cool i did this i was very i mean ongoing projects i tend to be very proud of because i tend because it cultivates a community uh an audience it tends to whenever i've done regular kind of variety shows particularly it will attract a core a core group of people that end up becoming friends and they hang out at the shows.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So, that didn't know each other before, but because they keep seeing each other and, and kind of social media and replying and going, I'm going to be there, and they go, oh, I'm going to be there again. And if they're like keen and arrive early and they're in the front row together, that is always, whenever that happens, that makes me feel very proud. Yeah, One of my that's so incredible. Because it's not about the show necessarily, it's that it feels almost like a gathering or a um a communion i guess and i i was thinking today because i was one of my notes just says you're fucking hilarious um <laughs> and i was thinking how i wasn't particularly a very i don't see myself as a very serious artist mm. i feel quite silly a lot of the time but then i start talking about stuff and why i do them and i'm like oh no i'm a clown but i take being a clown very serious
1: <laughs> absolutely i agree is that similar for you yeah i guess it's weird to like um when I uh, I try to describe what I do to people, like if someone's like, "Oh, what do you do?" I'm like, uh, "I dress up as a frog," or like I, I don't know, like draw pictures. And then I, but when we do, you know, you start breaking it down, there is like a whole method to the madness, even if the end result is, um, you know, wanting to just put a smile on someone's face, or you know, it or surface level, if someone is like looking at looking at something that you did, and it's just kind of a seems like a joke in a fun, you know, like in a fun way. I don't know. But yeah, I guess it's, it is all, ser- the, there is a seriousness.
2: It's the journey, like you were saying that when, mm. you know, things didn't seem like they had very much of a bright outlook that mm-hmm. you were like, I'm going to do things that are more joyful. And it's yeah. like, yeah, most, maybe some people will look at it and go, ah, oh, funny frog but yeah. there is there are serious situations and life circumstances that can take you to that point so art and cabaret and performance serious Absolutely. business very serious business True. even if you are dressing as a frog Absolutely. and um put in witches i'm i'm really fascinated by the witches' hats on the tits i yeah. uh, it's just the only <laughs> thing i keep bringing up right and the uh the final question <laughs> yes. Bill Crisaffi, is what is the is there a Is there a dream? Is there is there the thing that it doesn't have to even be realistic. You don't even need to be working towards it. Is there like a thing you want to do or that is like, a oh, I'd love one day to do this. It doesn't matter if it's what some people's answers have been like, I'm working hard to do this particular thing. So it's been really pragmatic or some people have gone, I'm quite happy where I am. So sure. I, I mean some people have said some wild shit, so you've uh-huh. got you've got a full selection to choose from there.
1: Okay. Um I guess to be more um I would say get some consistency, maybe? uh my dream is consistency is not a dream maybe
2: Uh, yes it is
1: no I I don't know I I want to take I want to take steps outside of um I want to exist beyond social media and be more like I'm kind of trying like dipping my toes into like communities in Chicago meeting people and things like that so I kind of my dream is to I don't know does is that not a dream either?
2: No, I, no, no. Do you know what? I think that's really like existing outside of social media. I think is a really nice answer.
1: Yeah, that I mean, it, not. It... Sorry, you go.
2: No, I would say is that you know it can be like we were saying right at the very beginning that it you know just wonderful things, but there's also bad bits about it. And I often think about what my life would look like if I didn't have it. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously, it's made it really easy for people to see your work and. Sure. Um, to share it and to to spread the good word. Uh, But, uh, you know, I do wonder what it would be like without it. And I think, you know, I think you can have your cake and eat it. I think you can have both. I think things can exist online. But I think maybe your work can exist online and you don't have to necessarily.
1: Right. I think, and what I mean by that is, like, I want my work to be, like, I want to find ways that that are just to... I don't know. I don't know whether this is, I don't, I mean, I don't particularly enjoy doing markets and stuff all the time, but I don't, I need to find like a way to um, express myself outside of that realm. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. I don't know if that's doing figuring out art shows or like performance um, in more ways. And so I guess that's like a very broad answer. Yeah. Um, so I don't know.
2: I think no, I think that's nice. I didn't mean to sound yeah. like I was going, What are you talking about?
1: Oh no, 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 you're good. I just I feel like I wasn't
2: I don't know. Did have you done an exhibition of just your work?
1: Um yeah. I, I do one every year in Salem, but I, I kind of I don't even know what I mean by that, like anymore <laughs> with how I display it or I want it to be more like interactive or again, I I, I want to perform really, mm-hmm. truly. Um and I don't know in what capacity or how I'm where it will take me but we'll see
2: i think you know didn't matthew matthew barney had the kind of performance element to mm-hmm. things yeah. right maybe that's your yeah. future maybe that's maybe the, that's what can happen people tap come dancing as a
1: little satyr or something
2: well people come to mm-hmm. look at the uh, the nice frogs mm-hmm. the uh you know the, the the goats all of that they come to see the art and then that stage is beautifully lit and they say please welcome to the stage bill and you come out, and you're a you're a toad with some witches' hats on your tits, mm-hmm. but you got your tap, but you got your tap shoes. Of
1: course I do, and, and then I... the
2: the orchestra starts going.
1: See, then... you can see it. <laughs> mm-hmm. a flat amazing. pop toe, a flat ball change. I took tap. <laughs>
2: I don't know what any of these things mean. <laughs> I did tap in a show once, but I actually, uh, sorry if the producers are listening, I pretended to do it the whole time because we were in a group of people. Um, sorry, it. Kitten and Lou. Um, <laughs> right, Bill Crossaffy. this has been an utter pleasure. Thank you very oh, much for joining me.
1: Thank you for having me. Glenn Close, enough. But no cigar. <laughs> uh-huh.
2: <All> right, Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Well there it is me and Bill Crossaffy. Um many thanks to Bill for doing it. Uh I look forward to um more delicious artwork of toads and frogs wearing babushka hoods and grim reapers in stilettos. All of that sort of thing. Well the the sort of joy that Bill puts into the world. Uh that was yeah I loved I absolutely loved uh that chat. Um, It was good, hope you loved it. Anyway, I'm feeling uh, ever so saucy. I might slip into bed with a nice book. Maybe something about ye olde whores of yore. Anyway, goodbye.
0: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen,